Welcome, everybody, to the Skill Development Playbook Podcast. I am your host, Coach TJ, Season 6, Episode number 27. Got a solo show for you today, and we're going to actually talk about ball handling development. But before we get into that, let me welcome everybody to the show. If this is your first time listening, welcome to the team. I appreciate you taking some time out of your schedule to listen uh, to the podcast and to this episode uh, be sure to subscribe so you won't miss an episode. And if you enjoy the show, if you learn something, if you find it informative, please share and tag me. My handle is at NBNBball, or you can tag the show at SDP underscore podcast. The uh, SDP podcast is on Twitter. My handle at NBNBball is on, is on Twitter. Instagram, and I'm also on Clubhouse, but I give you all that information at the end of the show, how you can contact me um, if you have any questions or, or need anything from a skill development standpoint after the show. All right, so let's get on into this ball handling development. Typically, when someone talks about ball handling, they think about dribbling, which is cool. Right? And that's to me, that's a, a segment or a portion or a part of ball handling. I feel like ball handling has three components, dribbling, passing, and catching. Being able to handle the basketball. But a secret ingredient to being able to dribble, pass, and catch, a secret ingredient to that, to be able to do it effectively and efficiently is footwork. Okay, so we'll talk a little bit about footwork, uh, but we just kind of will touch on it, but we won't go deep diving into it. Uh, so, you know, when it comes to dribbling, passing and, and catching, you must be able to pivot and play on balance. So that's why that's important when we're talking about footwork being that secret ingredient. Now, when it comes to dribbling, passing and catching, I, I feel like there are four situations that we must be able to handle the ball. OK, so let me stop right here and let me interject something. This episode is not going to be about. Drills. Y'all know how I am about drills. If you listen to this show for an extended period of time, you know I'm not over the top when it comes to drills. So it doesn't matter if you're picking up cones, stacking cones, putting up a uh, 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 hundred cones on the court or whether you got chairs. To me, that's just a means to reach a certain goal. But I feel like there is certain knowledge and information and understanding that a player and a coach must have in order to help reach that destination, right? So I look at it like this. Uh, Y'all have heard me say this a lot of times before. I use the GPS map as an example. You got to know where you are, where you're going, and then your means to get there is going to be different. But I have to have an understanding of how I'm going to get to my destination. Doesn't necessarily mean that the means of it is, I'm not saying that's not important, but it's not quite as important as understanding how I'm going to reach that destination, right? So I'm in, I'm in Arkansas. I have to understand how I'm going to get to, if my destination is Chicago, I have to know how I'm going to travel to Chicago, right? And what's the most efficient way for me to travel to Chicago, So I have to look at that map and see, Okay, I'm going to go. All right. I think it's best if I go through Memphis and then continue to go north or I might go this other direction. Right. I'm knowing how I'm going to get there. 
But then I have to look at it and say, okay, well, how am I going to get there? Am I going to take public transportation? Am I going to drive? Uh, Do I want to use a truck? Do I want to use a a um, a hybrid type vehicle? I mean, like, what is it? And those are the drills. What am I going to do to help me get to that destination? Some drills are going to be better than others. Some you got to do what you can to get there. But I first have to understand how or have a, a knowledge of being able to get from where I at to where I'm wanting to go. So I think that is what's really, really important. And a lot of times we just look at the drill and forget about the understanding and the knowledge and the comprehension of what it is that we're trying to do and if it matches our goal or help us achieve our goal. So that's what this episode is going to be about. I'm not going to sit up here and tell you, okay, you should do this drill and then this drill and stay away from these type of drills and these are the best type of drills to do. Because everybody's journey is different. Everybody's situation is different. Everything that you're trying to do is is subjective, right? It depends on what you're trying to accomplish. So I can't tell somebody, hey, you're over here having these kids stack cones. You shouldn't do that. You've got 20 cones on the court. You shouldn't do that. Uh, It all depends on what you're trying to accomplish, right? And if you have a goal in mind, and at that particular time, this is going to help this kid do this, you know, improve these skills to reach this goal, then, then, you know, by all means, go for it, okay? But there is overkill. You know, there are some things that you can do too much of, um, and there are some things that you may need to stay away from. But at the end of the day, you know, we all view this differently, um, but we have to do what's best in that kid's interest. So, got that out the way. Now, four situations you must be able to handle the ball. Number one, we have to be able to do it in a stationary position. That's usually the beginner's stage, right? Someone's never dribbled a basketball before or have no clue on how to dribble. We're going to start them in a stationary position. Then you have to progress to on the move. I have to be able to go from point A to point B, from from the baseline to the free throw line to half court. Uh, Then we have to be able to do it versus pressure, which means – I got to be able to handle the basketball or dribble the basketball uh, against a defender. And then we have to be able to do it in traffic. Now, that doesn't mean in traffic that there are three or four people around me. It's just meaning that I may have the ball. I get past one defender. Another defender comes up. I may have to change direction again. That all those still apply for passing and catching. I have to be able to pass from a stationary position. I have to be able to pass while I'm on the move. I'm dribbling the ball down the court. I have to be able to pass and be accurate while I'm moving. I have to be able to pass against pressure. That defender is guarding me. I'm attacking the basket. I have to be able to make multiple passes against pressure. And then in traffic, you know, I may get double teamed. I may be in the lane and come to a jump stop and there's You know, my defender, there's another defender close by and I may have to pivot or I may have to be able to make that pass in that traffic. And then it's the same thing also for catching. If I'm standing stationary, I have to be able to catch it. If I'm running down the court, I have to be able to catch it. If I have a defender that's trying to deny me from catching the ball or or they're trying to defend me, I have to be able to catch it. If I cut to the basket and there's two or three people underneath the and and those 
addition, and those two or three people may not be all defenders. It may be that I'm cutting. I have a teammate that's on the block. They have a they have a defender. Uh, someone could be in help position, and then my defender. That's traffic. I have to be able to catch that ball. So those are those are the things that I like to think about when I'm trying to develop a player with their ball handling. And again, the ball handling is dribbling, passing, and catching. Then I say, okay, you have to be able to do this from a stationary position, on the move, versus pressure, and then in traffic. And in traffic is a little more, I hate using the word advanced, but it's a little more advanced because if you can't catch stationary, you're going to have a hard time catching on the move versus a defender and then in traffic. So it's a little bit of some steps, but it doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, you just, you kind of gradually move them on, move them along, especially if they're a beginner. Now, if they are an experienced player, uh, especially at the high school level, they should be able to do all four of these. Okay. All right. So for time's sake today, we're not going to talk about tips to develop dribbling, passing, and catching. So today, we're just going to talk about dribbling. And the reason why I wanted to do just dribbling is because there are, you know, with COVID and a lot of players didn't get opportunity to, you know, some players didn't get the opportunity to play their season. Uh, they're, not, they're not able to go to the gym and do you know, do skill development because of different regulations. And a lot of players had to do uh, virtual tra- virtual type training. And so a lot of coaches would just do dribbling. Like, oh, we're going to do this dribbling drill and 30-minute dribbling workout. And we're going to do 100 right-hand pound dribbles and 100 left-hand pound dribbles. And, and all that's cool. Um, but And I get into some tips in a little bit for players to help them with their dribbling. So we're going to just do dribbling. Again, it's not necessarily the drill, but but information I think you need to know and understand and comprehend to be able to help teach and develop a player's ability to dribble the ball. And then you can go back and find whatever means you need to help them reach that goal. Uh, but here's the thing. You got to understand that dribbling is a means to an end. I don't know anybody, anybody that ever got points for dribbling a basketball. I've never known anybody to be in a game to get points for dribbling a basketball. So dribbling is a means to an end, and that end is a pass or a dribble. I mean a pass, not a pass or a dribble, it's a pass or a shot, <laughs> It's a pass or a shot. So if I'm dribbling the basketball, I eventually am going to pass it or I'm going to shoot it. I am not going to dribble just to be dribbling. Okay. Now, there are some reasons why we dribble. Why do we dribble? We dribble to advance the ball. We dribble to maybe possibly balance the floor. We dribble to improve a passing angle. And we dribble to create a play for myself or for a teammate. So when I say create for myself, that means I'm trying to break down the defense and get to the create a shot for myself, whether it's a layup, jumper, you know. um, um, And then the other reason is maybe to drive it, draw additional defenders, kick it out to a teammate so they can catch and shoot. So those are the reasons why we dribble. Advance the ball up the floor, maybe to balance the floor, uh, to create a better passing angle, 
or to create a play. All right. So we have to understand that dribbling is a means to an end. So that's important to understand when you're trying to work with a player on their dribbling and you're trying to improve their handle. Okay. So here's the first thing I like to do. And this is my theory. This is what I like. This is what's worked for me. And I'm always looking for ways to improve. So um, if you listen to this to this episode and you have thoughts on it, um, I want to I want to hear your thoughts. I want to I want to know what you think about this. Uh, what is it that you like to do? It'd be very interesting to hear from you. Um, so first thing I like to do, focus on technique, technique and control from a stationary position. Then we transition to on the move. Now, this is why this is important. There are a lot of players, if, you, if you're watching kids, especially third, fourth, and even fifth grade players, that they're playing for the first time or they're very inexperienced, when they're dribbling, that basketball is going everywhere. It's like they got a noodle arm because they just have no control. They're bouncing the ball. The ball is going up high. It's going to the left. It's going to the right. You know, so it's everywhere. So we really have to focus on controlling the basketball. We have to make sure they have proper technique. Are their feet wide? Are their hips dropped? Is their chest up, chin up? Are they trying to limit their time of looking down? Now, let me interject something right here. Um, playing with your head up is different than playing with vision. Let me say that one more time. I want y'all to understand this. This, this to me is gold. Playing with your head up is different than playing with vision. Everybody that's played basketball has played with that one player that's dribbling down the court, their head is up, and there are two or three people in front of them that are open, but they don't pass it, and they dribble down and they shoot a bad shot. And then someone may say, hey, man, you're not sitting there wide open. Like, oh, I didn't see them. Because they're not playing with vision. They don't understand how to survey and see the court. So there is a difference between playing with your head up and playing with vision. So this is what I tell a lot of players, okay? When I'm working with a player and they're looking down, I don't tell them just to look up all the time, right? Head up, head up. No, I don't want them looking straight ahead and focusing in, you know, on the rim on the other end of the court. Or I don't want them looking at the wall and staring at one point. I want them to survey the whole court. I like them dribbling and then looking over if there's a if they're in a group session. I like them dribbling and then maybe looking over at their at their friend, you know, that's five or six feet away from them. And then looking to their right at another person that's five or six feet away from them. I like them looking at me and following me while I'm talking to them. I like that because that's developing vision and not them having tunnel vision, right? I don't want them looking straight ahead. I want them looking around. I want them looking up. They might look down, but how long are they looking down, right? If they're looking down to regain control of the ball, then their eyes are back up. I'm good with that, right? So they have to understand the difference as a coach. You have to understand the difference between vision and playing with your head up. I don't tell, I try not to tell players, hey, get your head up. I try to get players to see the floor. There is a difference, okay? Uh, but in the beginning, you may, you may use a lot of cones and chairs. It's okay. Don't let people, don't let coaches tell you that it's bad to use chairs and cones. That's, that's not true. That's not true, 
Okay, I get it. I know chairs and cones don't move. But again, it depends on your on your goal. If a player, if you're working with a player and they're not handling the ball versus pressure very well, you don't need cones unless their technique is bad. If their technique is bad, yes, you're going to use cones. Say, hey, we're going to use some cones. I really want you to focus on your technique. That's cool. If you're doing a warm-up, that's cool. But don't just think that cones and chairs are bad. Is it best to use a live defender? Yes. But not every situation you're going to be able to use uh, cones. I mean, you're not going to be able to use a live defender, right? So uh, there are some different things you can do. Like if you're an older coach, and you don't have the energy or you don't, you're not able to get out there and just really move around, then there are certain things you can do. You can call, you can give them verbal commands and tell them different, different times to change direction or back up or pick it up or stop and go, things like that. You just got to use your imagination a little bit. But, um, but using cones and chairs are not bad. There's a time and a place for everything, okay? Um, but here's the thing that's important. We talk about control. You have to be able to control the ball. You have to be able to control the ball moving at different angles. You have to be able to control the ball going forward, going backwards, going left, going right. Uh, you know, maybe not go, going in a straight line, but kind of going wide and, and towards the basket. Uh, so it's a lot of body ball relationship and also ball body relationship. So what I mean is um, if you can control the ball, you can control your body. If you can control your body, you can control the ball. And and I heard Phil Begner talking about this. And, um, and this is the example I like to use. I I can't necessarily remember if I got this analogy from him, so I'm just going to say I got it from him, okay? Talking about walking the dog. So you see people in a neighborhood, out in the city or wherever, they're walking their dog. They got the dog on a leash. They're walking their dog. The dog is walking in front of them, and the person is very relaxed, right? The, the leash is loose. They're just walking along. The dog's in front of them, and they're just walking. They have control of the, of the dog. They have control of their body. Then you have those individuals that are trying to walk the dog, but the dog is really walking them. So they're, they don't have control of the dog. The dog is going everywhere. Their body is going everywhere. So that's what I tell players I want you to do. I want you to walk the dog. Have control of the ball. Don't let the ball control you. You have to control the ball. Now, all of that takes place if you have good footwork. So if you can control the ball, you can control your body. So if I can control the dog, I can control my body. If I can control my body, I can control the dog. So if I can control my body, I can control the ball. Hope that makes sense, okay? Uh, But footwork ties all that together. So when you're handling that basketball, I have to be able to have good footwork. So what does that entail? Being able to take off on balance when I'm taking off on the run, when I stop, I got to be on balance. I have to understand how to use my back brakes, which is like my heels on, on my feet. I go heel, toe. I, I just feel like that gives you the best balance, the best way to be able to stop on balance. Okay, so we have to be able to stop on balance. 
All right, so we're talking about um, uh, ball handling development. Specifically, we're talking about dribbling. I feel like ball handling, there are three different skills. That's dribbling, passing, and catching. So let's move on to number two, tip number two. Once you start getting your player to understand ball and body control, understanding footwork just a little bit, now we want to focus on speed while maintaining balance and control. Okay? So you want to drill players on stopping on balance. Again, it goes back to that back breaks, that that heel toe. I was working with a player that's getting ready for a uh, a tryout, and we were working on shooting off the dribble, and when he would shoot off the dribble, when he would stop, he would stop more on his toes. He would really have to dig his toes into into the ground to keep his balance. Well, when he stopped on his toes, his upper body would come forward. That would cause him, when he got ready to shoot, to have to rock backwards, which will cause him to be off balance. When he rocked backwards, now that's affecting the outcome of his shot. So your feet are very important when it comes to finishing and when it comes to dribbling and stop, so all of that works together. So we want to make sure we're on balance. We got to have good hand-foot coordination, okay? Good hand-foot coordination. So when I'm dribbling and the number of steps that I take in between the dribble, how many dribbles do it take for me to go from the top of the key to the elbow? Can I get there in one dribble? Does it take two dribbles? How many dribbles does it take for me to get from the top of the key or the wing to the rim. Can it be one dribble? Can it be two dribbles? And I'm talking about dribbling in a straight line. So we have to have good foot-hand coordination. We have to pay attention, um, again, to the amount of ground that we cover with the dribble. So here's what I mean. So if, if I'm at the top of the key, I want to be able to get from the top of the key to the elbow in one dribble. But I also want to be able to get from the top of the key to the elbow in two dribbles. I also want to be able to come from the wing and get to the rim in one dribble. But then again, I might need two dribbles. Okay. Can I go one dribble, pull up? Can I go two dribbles, shoot a pull up? So when I do two dribbles and shoot a pull up, am I always at the block? No, I shouldn't be able to. I I should be able to take two dribbles and still shoot, you know, a 12-foot pull up. I shouldn't take two dribbles and always get down to the block. So it's going to depend on my dribble, how I'm using that first dribble. Am I covering a lot of ground on my first dribble or am I putting it, putting it down really quick on that first dribble? Okay. So we have to be able to do both. That's part of developing your ability to dribble. So there are going to be times when you're having players dribble up and down the court and you're going to say, Hey, get down the court in four dribbles. But then the player is going to have to dribble with just one hand. So it may take them six or seven dribbles. So we, we got to understand, um, you know, long steps versus short steps, long dribbles versus short dribbles. And then we have to be able to combine them based on the situation that we're in. Okay. And then the last thing I have for you, number three, dribbling versus a defender. So once a player learns from a stationary position, and they're getting to dribbling on the move, they have to be able to handle the ball versus a defender. Now, let me say this. Dribbling against a defender is the best way 
to be able to transition your skills from practice to a game. Now, does that mean that we have to just go step one, step two, step three? No, they can blend together. Okay, you may have practice where you do some stationary ball handling, and then you might do a drill where they're on the move. And it doesn't necessarily mean they're drilling with cones, but it may be a drill where you're going, hey, we're going to go baseline to baseline. I want you to use your creativity and your imagination, work on making a bunch of moves going down the court. Then after they do that one or two times, then you may say, okay, I want you to partner up, and you're going to handle the ball against a live defender. You know, so there's different ways to do it. It doesn't have to be, okay, Monday we're doing just one. Tuesday we're going to do just on the move. And then Wednesday they should be ready for handling ball versus defense. No, you can blend that together. You, you can, that can be blended together in the same session, in the same practice. Okay? Uh, but dribbling just against a defender, the player got to learn and understand how to change speeds. They have to understand change of direction. They must be efficient with their dribble. They got to be good from fingertip to fingertip. So whatever you do with your dominant hand, you have to be able to do with your weak hand. They have to understand angles, how to use their body, using their off arm. They have to have good footwork and they have to understand a quick dribble. And you have to know how to dribble at different heights. Right. The, the dribble is not going to always be low. Sometimes it's going to be high. Sometimes you're going to be low, quick, quick, boom, boom, make a move. You're, real, you're down real low by your, by your uh, you know, below your knees. And then once you get that advantage and you blow bomb, your dribble is going to be up higher because you're going to be up higher, right? So they have to know that. They have to understand how to create space against a defender. When to create space, when to maintain space, and when to attack that space. So they have to know all those things. And again, that is what you want to know and understand and be able to comprehend. Then you find the drill that's going to help you achieve that. Okay, I think sometimes we do it the other way. We just try to find drills, right? And we don't understand really what we're doing or what we're trying to get, what point we're trying to get across or what we're trying to teach. We just, we just, oh man, I'm going to YouTube, find some ball handlers. Oh, okay, this look cool. Oh man, they, they really look like they working right here. This is the drill. No, what is it that you're trying to teach? What is it that you want them to understand? Like I gave you a lot of information today, right? Understanding the, the uh, four reasons of why we dribble, okay? Understanding that ball handling is more than just dribbling, it's passing and catching. And we didn't really talk about that, but get into, getting into that. Understand that dribbling is a means to an end. Okay, so we don't we want to be efficient with our dribble. We don't necessarily need five, six, seven, eight combo dribbling moves to get a shot off. But again, it, it depends on 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 what your goal is. Now, if you continue to do a bunch of cone drills where you know it's Five or six dribble moves to this cone, five or six dribble moves to that cone, five or six dribble moves to that cone, dribble here, back up, three dribbles, dribble here, back up, three dribbles, and then shoot. To me, you just wasted a lot of time. If I see that you're if you're doing that over and over and over and over and over again, it sounds like to me you're just wasting a lot of time. Yeah, because the only thing that player is learning is how to make a bunch of moves in the stationary position. 
Now, if you take that and you tell that player, okay, this is what we're doing. This is what we're working on. I know this isn't game-like. I don't want you to have to make five or six dribble moves in one, in one position to be able to get your shot off. But I want your dribble moves to get quicker. So we're going to make these moves real quick. Just boom, 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 boom. Go to the next cone. Boom, 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 boom. Go to the next cone. Change direction and shot. I get that. But then you got to follow that up with something that's, that's applicable, that, that's going to happen in the game. Right? So now we may work on you got the ball here. Give me a quick combo, quick one-two, attack, read that defender. If they didn't cut you off, keep going to the rim, finish. If they cut you off, boom, change direction one more time, get to the rim and finish. If it look like they're going to be right there on you, pull up. Right? So now you've worked on it to, to get them to make those quick change of directions. Now we're going to make it a little more applicable. Boom, boom. One, two. Attack. One, two. Attack. Now we're going to read. Did they recover? Did they cut us, cut us off? Do it look like they're about to cut us off? What do I need to do? What are my reads? Right? Do I need to change direction? Do I need to back it up? Do I need to pick it up? When I pick it up, what am I going to do? Am I going to pass? Am I going to pass? Am I going to shoot? Like, those are the things that we have to teach them when it comes to handling the basketball, when it comes to handling the basketball and dribbling. Like, that's how you would do it. I'm not saying that's the only way. I'm not saying that's the best way. But I know that way works, especially at the youth level. I know that way works. I know that if you're doing that to some capacity, it's going to translate over to the game. And then the player is going to have some type of success. Right. And their belief and confidence in themselves is going to get better. So it's all part of a plan. So I'm not saying that there are certain drills you can't do. I'm not going to sit up here and tell you you can't stack cones. But what's your reasoning for stacking cones? And how are you going to transition or progress from stacking cones to showing that kid how this is going to relate to a game? That's just how I look at it. Now, I've seen some crazy things. I've seen people slide cones on tables, you know, catch cones out of the air. Like, you know, as long as it could be applied to the game in some way, if there's if this is a means to an end, yeah, you know, then there's there's a place for it. But every every everybody's different. Okay, everybody's different. So this time I'm gonna close out. Uh I got three quick tips for players. I got three quick tips for players when it comes to improving your dribble. Number one, dribble as much as possible. And I'm not talking about in the game. I'm talking about just on your own. Just dribble. Just get the basketball and dribble. It's it's starting to get warmer now. Just dribble. Go outside and dribble. Dribble up and down the street. Dribble in the driveway. Dribbling on the carport. Dribble in your garage. Dribble in your bedroom. Right? Just just dribble. And and I'm gonna tell you, you don't even have to do any specific drills. You don't have to stand there and say, "Okay, I'm gonna pound a dr- pound this basketball a hundred times with my right hand. I'm gonna pound a hundred times with my left hand. Let me see how many times in thirty seconds I can go pound between the legs behind the back." You ain't got to do that. Just dribble. You can sit on the if you if you want to watch TV, you can sit on the floor, spread your feet out, and just dribble the ball low. You know, just dribble over in between your legs while you're just sitting and. In the middle of the floor, 
You know, you can sit in a chair and dribble under your legs and through your legs. Just just dribble a basketball. Get comfortable with the ball being in your hands. So many kids I see, they look awkward with the basketball because they don't handle the ball enough. They don't dribble it. They don't touch it. The only time they touch it is when it's a formal practice. Dribble. Just dribble. If you really want to get better at handling the basketball, if you want a quick dribble, I know I've seen people dribble with gloves. I've seen people dribble with plastic bags on the basketball. Go dribble on some grass. If, if, if you live, if your house has grass or if there's a park close to you and there's grass, dribble on grass. Find you an area in the back of your yard, just a small little area, and just dribble. And you want to dribble so much to where that, that grass dies because you're just beating on it so much and it just stopped growing. That's why I say dribble in the backyard somewhere close to your fence, you know. Um, but just dribble. Dribble, dribble, dribble. So here's, here's uh, two more points, uh, tips. Number one, the next one, number two, put a ball by the door. So if your house, let's say your house has a garage, put you a basketball by the by the by the. Uh, the exterior door going out to the garage. So anytime your parents say, hey, um, I don't know, let's say your family is going out to eat or y'all getting ready to go somewhere. Put your basketball by the door. Make sure that you're ready to go. So when your mom say, hey, we'll be leaving in five minutes, you're already dressed. Instead of tweeting and doing stuff on Instagram or Snapchat, take five minutes, grab your basketball, go Go outside in the garage or in the driveway and just dribble for five minutes. You don't have to do anything particular. Just just dribble. You know, dribble, make a couple moves with the right hand, make some moves with the left hand, boom, 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 back and forth. Just, just keep doing that, and that's how you get better. So just for those five minutes, you got a little bit better. Okay? The other thing that you can do is create a playlist. Most of you kids got cell phones or iPads, you know, you got access to music, create you a playlist, get you about three to five songs. Songs are typically what? Two and a half to three minutes long. Get you about three to five songs. That's going to be anywhere between nine to 12 minutes in length. Get you a phone, get your tablet, put you some headbud, uh, some earbuds in. If you got a phone and then just if you're in a neighborhood, just dribble around in your neighborhood. Dribble in front of your house. Dribble on the, you know, on the sidewalk. Just, just for that playlist. And just work on doing different things, being creative. And like again, again, like I say, you don't have to do anything specific. You don't have to do a specific ball handling drill. You don't have to do figure eights. You don't have to go pound between behind. You don't have to go pound, pound, side to side, between the legs, behind the back, between cross. You don't have to do anything like that. I mean, you can if you want. That's great. But just dribble. Dribble to the mailbox. You know, dribble in the backyard. Dribble. Just dribble. Just dribble, 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 dribble. And that will improve your ability to dribble the basketball. Now, even though it's not against a defender, but you get more comfortable with the ball. The best thing you can do, if you have a sibling, older or younger brother or sister, get your basketball and say, hey, see if you can take it from me. And then just in a small area, just try to keep them from taking the ball from you. Work on making change of direction moves. 
you got a little bit better. Okay. All right. So that is it for today's show. I appreciate everybody that that came on here and listened to me uh, go on and on about ball handling development. Uh, Just talked about dribbling today. I might eventually come back and do a part two um, and see if we can talk a little bit about about development with passing, which is one of the most undertaught skills, and also with, uh, with actually passing and catching. So here's what I need everybody to do. Uh, I'm on social media. Make sure that you are following me on social media. I am actually on Twitter, Instagram, and Clubhouse. Look me up at NBNBball. Uh, I'm enjoying Clubhouse. Um, been a part of some really good conversations. Uh, I got to get on there and start hosting some more rooms uh, so so we can discuss Different things with basketball, not just skill development, but, but a lot of different things with basketball. Uh, so y'all be sure to follow me on social media. Make sure that you subscribe to the show and also give me a five-star rating. I think you just have to, if you're on Google, you know, if you're using Google, just type in the SDP podcast, the Skill Development Playbook podcast, and uh, the show should should pop up. Um, if it says uh, Apple Podcast, you can go in there, click on it. And then uh, you can give me a five-star rating. Uh, I'm asking everyone, hey, just share the show for me. Share the show. Tag me. Let me know that you listen to it. Let me know what you think about it. Yeah, uh, you know, if you have any questions, you know, or you have any thoughts on it, let me know. And you can email me, info at tjonesfirm.com. That's info at tjonesfirm.com. Let me know what you think about the show. Uh, if you have any guests you would like to hear, uh, come on here and discuss skill development. Let me know. I'll reach out to them. Um, if you're interested in, in knowing or learning anything about me and what I do in my training, uh, go to my website, tjonesfirm.com, and it has all the information on there. Also, uh, coaches, offseason is here uh, for a lot of for a lot of schools. They, they have finished up or they're starting to finish up. I know here in Arkansas, they're starting the state tournaments um, this week. And uh, so if you need help with putting together a skill development program, I am here. Basically, what we would do is, um, you know, I get some information from you. We talk about your offense. We talk about, you know, um, some foundational skills, you know, and and I look at all that and put all that stuff together in a nice little program for you and give you some customized drills that go with your offense and uh, try to help you out in that way. And it's not one of those programs that tell you exactly what to do. You do this, 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 and this. But it's a guide. It's a framework. It goes along and it plugs into what you're already doing. So if you have a, a program and you're wanting something to kind of give it a, that extra boost, then you may want to look into that. So send me an email, info at tjonesfirm.com if you're interested in learning more about it. Or if you're on social media, Hit me up, hit me a, uh, give me a, a direct message, and I'll respond to you, and then we can we can discuss it. Well, that is it. I appreciate everyone for coming on, or actually just tuning in and listening to me today. Until next time, thank y'all, and God bless.